Good evening, and thank you for tuning in. I pray that you are well and that you are making the best out of this tumultuous season that we are in. Let's start by asking God to be with us and to have his way in our gathering this evening. Lord, we ask that you would be in our midst this evening, God, and that you would minister to us. God, that you would comfort those who have lost loved ones to this coronavirus. You would heal those who are sick and strengthen those who are caring for them, Lord. Be the God of healing and comfort in this troubling time. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. What an interesting time that we're in. Who would have ever imagined that we would find ourselves in this predicament? This COVID-19 virus has severely restricted our normal routines and behaviors. It's kind of surreal when you stop and think about it. To be banned from hanging out, no hugs, no handshakes, no chilling at your favorite restaurant, no Friday evening trips to the mall. <laughs> now, if you're not from around here, you can't quite understand how limited or no access to the Christiana Mall, how that impacts this community. For goodness sake, this is Delaware. People, we don't have a whole lot going on here. So the mall for many is the main spot to hang out. That ain't happening right now. It's also surreal to see famous tourist, tourist attractions around the world empty. Italy, for example, is like a ghost town. Disney World is not the happiest place on earth. In fact, it might be the emptiest place, but it's not the happiest place. But most bizarre, for most of you who are watching, is no church. When for us, has there ever been a time when we couldn't gather freely in the house of the Lord? My 25-year routine is shot. Yeah, for the most part of 25 years, I've been to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, and more than likely at least one other day for some reason or another. I'm sure the same is the case for many of you. And not, and not only are we being asked not to gather at church, but we're being asked to stay home. Like, keep your germs to yourself, people. And I don't know about you, but when I start feeling confined, I get antsy. Mm -hmm. I'm, like that, I'm like that little kid who has ADHD, who's all amped up on sugar and red Hawaiian punch, and, and they just got to do something. Right? That, that's me. I do not do stillness well. In fact, when I have to be still, I get, I get all uh, antsy and I, I get bored quick. I start looking around, trying to figure out what I can do. In fact, if my life was a logo, it'd be the Nike swoosh. Just do it. Oh, may, maybe I'd be the little Energizer Bunny, you know. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Anyway, you get my point. I don't do confinement well. So with my confined space right now, be in my house, and this being, what, a little over a week into this whole state-of-yourself business, I'm starting to look around this house like, hmm, this is an opportunity. Maybe I can get some of those uh, things checked off on my honey-do list. Around here, I'm the one that does things. My husband is not the one for home projects. Car, yes. In the house, not so much. So I'm starting to look around. I'm thinking, man, maybe I can get some painting done. Or maybe I can finally de-junk that drawer that I've been meaning to get to. Or 
you know, some other project. You get the point. The list goes on and on. But on a more serious note, as I don't mean to trivialize this dark time that our country is facing, I realize that boredom is not quite the right word to describe what our world is experiencing. But trouble certainly is. There's literally trouble on every side. And everyone, including the church, is somehow being affected by this COVID-19 virus. World governments are running around with their hair on fire, trying to figure out what to do. Our own president says one thing, and our Surgeon General says another. They don't know. Our healthcare industry is beyond overwhelmed. Business has plummeted, and education is stymied. Moms and dads are terrified because those little people who they gave birth to are now home all day. What are we supposed to do with them? God forbid. And the church, the church is scrambling also. The church is trying to figure out how to be what we are called to be when our buildings are closed. Because at the end of the day, that's really all that's changed in terms of how we live out our faith. My, 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 I see opportunity. Last week, our series focused on not living in fear. On Friday evening, our Connections Pastor, Desi Lugo, shared a message entitled, From Fear to Love. The point of his message was that the church has to be the conveyors of love in this atmosphere of fear. I couldn't agree more. Like I tend to shift from boredom into action in my personal life, our series this week is shifting from the talk of fear to the excitement of opportunity. I have a scripture to share with you that I feel is just a ticket. If you have your Bible or you can just listen, I'm going to read to you from 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. We, the family of God, are the people whom God has comforted and rescued in so many ways. We need to look at this crisis as an opportunity to comfort those around us. Do you remember when you were lost and he found you? When you were hungry and he saw to it that you were fed? How about when you were weary and tired and he gave you rest? The times when you faced despair and you felt like you couldn't make it. He was the one who carried you. He was the one that says, come on, you can do it. And you did because God was with you. You're still standing because God is the one who strengthened you and renewed you. God has comforted us in so many ways. And the reason you didn't lose your mind in that situation was because God kept you. You see, COVID-19 might keep us from hugging one another, but the arms of our God have always transcended space and dimension. He's always found a way to wrap his arms around us. Nothing can separate us from his love. Therefore, nothing can prevent us from extending love to others. You and I, we've never seen God, but we felt him. Most of us have never heard his audible voice, but we've heard through his word, peace, time and time again. He has stilled us with his word. 
Our scripture from Corinthians reminds us that opportunity springs from trouble. I'm going to read verse 4 again. It says, He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. God has poured into us so that we can pour out to others. In these troubling times, no one should be able to out-comfort others better than we can. Why? Because we've been loved on by love himself. We've been comforted by the comforter. God has modeled for us what real love, what real kindness, what real compassion looks and feels like. Now is the opportune time to take that which God has given to us and extend it to others. People are nervous and afraid. People are without certainty. And so, no, we can't visit right now. But we can still call. We can FaceTime. I mean, look at what we're doing right now. Uh-oh, wait for it. We can actually sit down and handwrite a heartfelt letter or card and send it to someone who hasn't heard from us in a while. Remember when you were going through and you opened your Bible and you found a letter of love from God himself? It was just what you needed. Go give to them what God has given you. You know the, you know the source of all comfort, so introduce him to somebody else. And by introduce, I don't necessarily mean preach the gospel to them. But if that door opens, by all means, go for it. In this season, the gift of a roll of Charmin and a bottle of hand sanitizer says love like never before. <laughs> anyway, my point is, comfort in the way that God has comforted you. Be wise. Be gentle. Be thoughtful. Let's take love thy neighbor to a whole new level. And by the way, have you noticed that we serve a clever God? While he uses circumstances like these to get the attention of those who feel they don't need him or those that simply don't know him, he also uses these situations, situations to jar us out of our norms. In all of this, we have been reminded that the church is not a building, but the people of God. In the early church, when Christians came under persecution, they were scattered all over the world. As a result, the church grew. Multiplication took place. It didn't matter that the places where they normally gathered were not accessible. They, like us, were filled with the Spirit of God. And so where they went, God went. The other day I was joking with a member of our pastoral team, and I said to them that if the Internet were uh, available in Paul's day, the gospel would have already been preached to the entire world. I'm also thinking about that parable of the great feast uh, that's in Luke 14. When those who were invited didn't have time to come, the master of the house instructed his servants to go into the highways and hedges and compel them uh, to come in so that his house would be filled. There's something about that go that we're not quite getting. How do we do that in our day? Well, we got to figure that out. But the master expects us to fulfill that mission somehow. I said all that to say that I pray that we never go back to church as usual. We should have already been being creative about ways of connecting to those within and without. I challenge you to think of 
uh, to not think of what we're doing right now as a temporary fix. Instead, think of this as something to add to what you normally do. Think of this as an addition to your normal practice. And that this, I mean, the, all the various ways that we're uh, coming up with to reach out to people and to stay connected. Yeah, let's keep this going. Let's not go back to business as usual. Wake up, church. It's a new day. But we're ready. We are ready. God has equipped us for such a time as this. Now go and love your world and all of your uniqueness. And let's see what springs from this seemingly inopportune time. Well, I think I've said enough today. I appreciate your listening. And I pray that you will continue to meditate on this word. And that you've been inspired to go into your world and to share some comfort. Lord, we thank you for your word this evening, God. We thank you, Lord, for challenging us to think outside the box. God, help us, Lord, to go and reach this world for you, Lord, to fulfill your mission, O oh God, for you indeed want your house to be full, Lord. God, help us, Lord Jesus, to get outside of our norms, O oh Lord, and to love on people, to share the comfort that you have uh, comforted us with. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. God bless you, and have a great evening.